Hello, everybody. How y'all doing out there tonight? This is your boy, Mr. Talk 718 with Talk Life, the podcast. Tonight, I'm just going to talk shortly, but I think it's very important. Today was Blackout Tuesday. And with Blackout Tuesday was a pledge by music and entertainment companies to temporarily halt business and reconnect with the communities as violent protests over Floyd's death rolled through the United States. You had companies like Interscope delay uh, music release schedules for the week while TV networks like MTV, Comedy Central suspended programs. Eight minutes and 46 seconds they suspended their programs. That's how long it took for the police officer Derek Chavon to keep uh, to keep his knee on Floyd's neck. Let me tell you, what I'm appreciating and what I'm loving is the fact that you have this conversation going on. And it's it's uplifting to know that my people, your people, our people around the nation is having these conversations based on a tragic situation. And the tragic situation wasn't just today, but the tragic situation has been going on for many years. But I want to say with the brother Floyd, that was pretty much like the straw that broke the camel's back, right? You think about the last time something like this happened, it wasn't in a in a way that had all these people nationwide, even across the water, protesting in solidarity with the people of the United States, especially the black African of America, right? It just, my heart is heavy because this is what it ta- what it takes and what it took for us as a people to actually get together and say enough is enough. We will find out if enough is, is enough. We will see um, when when this is all said and done and things die down. Will we unify as a people, or will we continue to go out and harm each other over frivolous things like? A look, pair of shoes. We know that that's not a good reason to be doing the things we do to each other, but we do these things to each other and it actually hurts us. I'm hurting right now. I'm in pain. I feel sad. My heart is heavy, burdened with the stress of knowing that as a man of African descent who was born here in the United States, can't just have a regular life like others. It's not fair. And it's hard, very hard to tolerate it. I don't have a disdain, dislike, negative feeling towards anyone of any race. But what I don't like is, is that we can't pick up where our ancestors left off. We had the Black Wall Street. 
And I, I always go back to Black Wall Street because that was one of our most economically I, I'm excuse me oh boy we we was doing it there we had it together there we worked together there we loved together there and when the oppressor came and they destroyed our little city, our little town. We never picked it back up. We have to pick up the pieces, people. We have to pick it up. We have to pick it up because we are not leaving behind positive things. So our, our children and children's children can have something to talk about. Hopefully this is the bridge that's burning, that will awaken, that will awaken the masses of African-Americans and black folk all around the world. We need to come together and stop being so negative or so wicked towards each other because we already got enough of the world already looking at us and, and wishing bad on us anyway. We are leaders, we are inventors, we are athletes, we are teachers, we are actors, we're developers, we're architects, we're nurses and doctors. We are the world. We are the inventors. We are the inventors who created multitudes of things throughout the world's history. Yet we don't act like we notice. There's, there's a fad that we are kings and queens, but we're kings and queens without knowing the history that makes us foolish kings and queens. We can't walk around with these titles and don't know what these titles truly mean, what we've been through and what we've, what, 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 the things that we've done to actually deserve these titles. I am a king and I know history, my story, our story. I know our story and I'm still learning our story. Since the age of 16, I've been learning our story because unfortunately his story is his story. The winner always gets to tell his story making my story a mystery. Hence, we have to build and we have to make our story. We have to do these things in order to leave a legacy behind so that our children and our children's children and our children's children, children can know that we left them a legacy. My heart is burning. I feel bad, I'm hurt, I'm sad. Because no matter how things are, I wake up every day with a smile on my face and I know the hardship my people is going through. And when I say my people is going through it, I'm going through it as well. But I put the smile on my face because I don't wanna be in a situation where I'm looked upon as an aggressive black male, even though I'm not afraid of being looked upon that way 
I want to be able to get more information and learn. I want to learn what they're thinking, what the people who's against us are thinking. So I put the smile on my face and I keep pushing. And during the push, I meet people like me or younger people who don't know. And I inform them and I give them information and I give them right knowledge, right wisdom and right understanding so that they won't be fooled by the oppressor when the oppressor is looking at them in their face. I tell, I tell people, young people, when you are at a job interview, stand up and shake that, that person who's trying to get to know you for that 15 minutes. You stand up and you shake their hand, never sit down because then you will have people standing over you and they will always feel like, like they're above you. I want black people to realize that we need to all stand up. We need to stand up and we need to be above. We need to be above the bullshit. We need to be above the miseducation. We need to be above all the injustices that's going on in our world. And what we need to do is get a right overstanding. Because again, when you're under it, you're under it. You're looking up all the time, right? So we need to overstand what's going on. And then we need to start practicing, learning, educating ourselves and our family and our friends on the bullshit that's beneath us. Because what happens is they always beat us down with the bullshit that's beneath us because we don't realize that we stand above these things. My heart is hurting because we don't have wisdom. We don't have right wisdom. See, having wisdom is one thing, but to have the right wisdom, the right knowledge and the right overstanding will put you far ahead of the average. And we need to believe and understand and know that we are not average. We are higher than the average. We are not the minority. We are not the bottom. We are not the scum. We are powerful. We are powerful. And once we realize that we're powerful, we can actually move forward and upward. See, just moving forward in a straight line don't get you higher. It keeps you in that middle phase and that middle ground. But we need to be able to move forward and up. And once we're able to do that, we will succeed. What I'm loving, what I'm loving is that more of us are actually having these conversations. We're talking about it. And we're talking about it with a lot of passion. We're talking about it with a lot of heart. And we need to talk about it. We need to school our children right now while they're young to understand, to overstand. Right? We need to know that our children will be ready because the bullshit won't stop. 
until we figure out how to make it stop. And it might not happen in my generation, but it might happen in my child's generation or my grandchild's generation. So the conversation is important. We have to make a change. We have to love one another. We have to unite. I was, I was reading, but I didn't get into it, but I was reading something on YouTube. I didn't click it because I was looking at some political stuff, but there's a gentleman on online and I don't agree with everything. I don't agree with a lot of things that this brother talks about, but one thing he spoke about on this video on YouTube, he said, who's going to bring the gangs together? Don't you think it's time that we bring the so-called disenfranchised blacks together? The gang members, the ones who's banging for colors and not banging for life, who's not begging for the betterment of or the improvement of the people? Who's going to bring them together? We need to bring those people together because we are at war. It's not just a mental war. It's not just a spiritual war, but it's a physical war. We need to come together as soon as possible. We need to get together and, and make things happen because if we don't make things happen, history is definitely going to repeat itself. I was watching uh, the mainstream media and uh, talking about the peaceful protesting and how the people in D.C. in front of the White House was standing in front of the White House peacefully protesting and the military, state police, uh, Capitol Police, you had, I want to say Immigrations, ICE, or Customs, or Border Patrol, or one of those Department of Homeland Security uh, groups came out and they were shooting tear gas. They also had the, the National Guard. Look at the time we're in. We have an official in the White House who's the executive. He is the executive. He's the CEO of the United States of America, also known as the United Corporation of America. He is trying to start some kind of civil war because of looting. But if it was just a simple peaceful protest, would you have listened? I'm a neutral party in all of this because I'm not mad at any of it. I'm not mad at the looting and I'm not mad at the peaceful protest. I actually marched in the peaceful protest three days ago and it was a Black Lives Matter event and uh, I was with the new Florida majority, one of the one of the 
the, the leaders and uh, I enjoyed myself because I knew what I was doing was right and I was on the right side of history. And the wonderful, beautiful thing was that in this protest, you had multiple, multiple, multiple different races, groups, ethnicities, cultures, all standing in solidarity and police brutality and, and murders of African-American men and women in the United States. And when you have people of all different shades, hues come together in one common fight, that just lets me know that everybody see it and people are tired. And I know you're tired. We're all tired. What's gonna, what's gonna make this a better America, a better planet? I don't know yet. But I promise to everybody out here that as long as I'm breathing, I'm gonna be fighting for the rights of African American in the United States and for black people all around the world. We are one and we have to start thinking like we're one. We all have our different beliefs and faiths. We do. I personally don't have a religious organization or group that I belong to. But I want to say this to everyone. Hold on to your belief and your faith. Because you're going to need something to comfort you. Because we don't know what way this government is going. Right now, we see the president enacting a law that's ancient and it doesn't stand up to the year 2020 because the diversity has changed. We are different. We have a leader who should lead from both the left and from the right. He should want justice and he should want peace. But you can't have justice if you got people who's corrupt. And you can't have peace if there's no justice. So the term no justice, no peace fits perfectly in the scopes of America and how the world see us, especially when it comes to African American people. We have no justice and we have no peace. I posted on my Facebook a couple of days ago. I said, and, and I quote, quoting myself, if black people were not important, why fuck with us? Those are my words, right? When I say that, I say that because if we are not 
important to what's going on in your world and your corporate America. And we're one fifths or three fifths or whatever the, the stupid number is of a human. Then we are not important enough to be shot down because why? Why would you shoot us down if we, we don't really mean anything? But then I then I, I, I sit back now and I think like, well, you know what? Animals don't mean anything. These people who go out and murder black people, they go out to the safari with their big rifles and they shoot down lions and rhinoceros and you name it. They, they shoot it down. And all they do, they do that to take a picture and say, I shot down this wild animal. So to the oppressor, they look at black people as wild animals. So we have to flip the script, y'all. We have to come up with solutions. We have to come up with ideas. We have to come, we have to come up with <sighs> something that's gonna teach and educate black people before they get caught up in this in this system. Our our young children. I'm gonna need parents, I'm gonna need you parents to stop influencing our children's futures by making them little yous. And when I say little yous, I'm talking to my people from the hood because I'm from the hood. My father named me Love as my middle name, right? And I mean that, that word sticks to me like black on my skin. I can't do nothing about it because that's who I am. I'm an agent of love, right? But at the same time, when we go out and we name our children little Pookie or we out here influencing bad behaviors from our children, we're aiming them in the wrong direction. We have to right now in this time, we have to aim our children in a direction of learning, educating themselves and being, being ahead of the curve. They have to be ahead of the curve because the curve is so curved that if we don't get it right, we're going to fall off. So when we glorify misogynistic, homophobic, uh, colorism, sexism, feminism, you name it. When we, when, we, when we teach our children how to be these type of people, we create something that's different from what we want. We want our children to be successful, independent, you know, we want them to be a part of black society in a way that it represents us in the most positive light to the world. Not not to white people, but to every person, including black people. You know, we have to raise our children to be the new leaders. We need to teach our children to be the new advocates 
We need to teach our children to be the next president. We need to teach our children to be doctors and lawyers and entrepreneurs, truck drivers. We need to teach our children to be able to be whatever they want. But at the same time, we need to teach them how to be educated. So when we have time and we, we're teaching our children how to sing the, the newest rap song, how about we teach them African history or good old black American history, the real deal stuff. How, you know, you, you might get, I might get uh, a backlash, but how the stock market was really created and how the, the, the selling of black people and the, the, the way they built the black race in America through slavery by mixing the strong black man and the strong black woman together to breed like stock. So think about the word stock market, right? When you go and buy live animals, you're buying live stock. When you go to the place to get the stock, you're going to the market. You had black women that was lactating for years, yet had no babies. Isn't that something? Let's get it together. Let's make our people, let's just make our people I don't want to use this cliche, but let's make our people great again. If, like I said earlier, if you use the word kings and queens, let's start being kingly and queenly. Let's start doing what we need to do so that we can be the new Wall Street, the new black Wall Street. Right? It makes sense, right? Don't we all want to be financially secure don't we all want to be secure secure as far as physically secure and mentally secure don't we all want that don't we all deserve that we in my generation we made some mistakes but it's never too late to fix it let's not do it for the next generation where our children our adults realizing their mistakes and their sins as adults raising their children. Because when that happens, I don't want to say it's too late, but the crime already happened. Let's become successful through knowledge. Let's become wealthy through knowledge because wealth is knowledge. Let's stop worrying about our wants and take care of our needs first in order to attain our wants. Let's love each other. Let's continue this blackout. Let's continue understanding that this is not just a day thing, it's a movement. And we have to hold everybody accountable If you realize that when we go out and we support mega businesses 
and they're not putting back into our, our our communities, we need to stop. And we need to go look for them little mom and pop shops because they don't care about us. All they want is our, our wealth. Remember, black people spend the most money in America if we got it or if we don't. Let's become wise. Let's have right wisdom, right knowledge and right understanding. Let's do what our ancestors fought hard and long for. And that's to make us a better group of people so that our, our next generation can step on our ceilings and call them floors. I love all of you. I love every single one of anyone who listens to what I'm talking about. I'm just a, I'm just a, a man on a mission and I'm gonna always talk life. So if you made it this far, I just want everybody that made it this far, just say, just say these two words. I'm somebody. Sound like more than two words, but it's only two words. I'm somebody. Especially if you're a person of melanated skin. Make sure you understand that you are somebody and that you're loved. And we need to love our children. And we need to teach them now before it's too late. We got to bring up new leaders. And with 10 seconds left, I'm going to leave you with this is Mr. Talk with Talk Life. I love you guys.